0: This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre, and you are listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. This
1: is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 265. My name is Brando. Momentarily, WWE superstar Drew McIntyre. Autobiography is out now, A Chosen Destiny. And I can't wait to talk to Drew because not just am I a big wrestling fan, he's a big Guns of Roses fan, and we both like cats. An interesting thing is if you are a fan of this podcast, you are aware that I sometimes run these guys, their radio promotional tours, so I'm on the phone with Drew for two hours, but we're going from station to station. Now it's my turn. Okay, so we're going to pick it up. Uh, he's finishing one interview, and let's get cracking with mine. All right, Drew, if you want to know why we were having some audio issues at the beginning, which you may appreciate. I oh, have, yeah, as long as it started. I, so you said you have four cats. Correct currently, right now? I heard you. Uh, yes,
0: I do. Uh, I'm looking after two of her mother's cats and top of my two cats.
1: Okay. I have three cats, one of which you can currently see in my profile picture right now. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they, see la- that, they like that to the walk.
0: Angry
1: <laughs> He's the happiest cat, though. They like to walk on my mixer and press buttons. So there was a button oh, yeah. that was pressed that should not have been pressed. So I realized. Ah, uh, okay. And, and the reason why I'm kind of explaining this story to you now, I'm actually your next interview. I'm your. I'm, I'm going to be oh, really, yeah, yeah. That's oh uh, sweet.
0: Did you tag me at all in social media? Like, I, I, oh, I wasn't because oh, okay, I, I saw it was a Guns N' Roses fan site, and I just thought like I, I get a lot of messages saying similar stuff. I just thought it was someone who was
1: mental. I don't really I, Well, stuff. that's true. So, we'll, we'll get into that actually. Um, I mean, you could say no. Do you do you want to? You can see me right, but you want to see? You can see my entire Guns N' Roses background uh, behind. So yeah, that, yeah, I, I could. So that was me, and because I obviously I work for Premiere. I have this podcast on the iHeart app. It's on Q104.3, Appetite for Distortion. And, yeah, I'll interview former you know, GNR members, current ones. But I try to find that six degrees of GNR bacon instead of Kevin Bacon. And I saw <laughs> that you, and I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. And we'll get into the fact that both of our favorite wrestlers of all time is Bret Hart. So, Katz and Bret Hart, why we're friends already. Uh, Heck, yeah. That's awesome. And Guns N'
0: Roses and Telephone, but I'll need to start listening to your Radio show. Thank you. That's awesome.
1: And that I'll kick off with that because I read that you listened to Guns N' Roses to prep for your WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar. So are they? Are you a yep. fan? Like you're you're a big GNR fan?
0: Huge GNR fan. Like Guns N' Roses, said, I'm my regular rotation. I listen to all kinds of music from every genre. Um, but yeah, my friend and I, uh, um, high school, kind of, I don't know, age where we were, we listening to them, like eleven, twelve, I guess. We got completely obsessed And uh, I actually dressed as Axel Rose To my Halloween party at high school When I was about 16 And I was kicked out um, and it was a great costume. I still got pictures somewhere. Like, I had the art teacher paint all of Axel's tattoos on my arms. So wow! I exactly the tattoos. I had the wigs. I didn't have the long hair at the time. And uh, the problem was, I wore the the waistcoat and the tiny biker shorts <laughs> and the and the wrestling boots. So I was promptly kicked back out for not dressing appropriately. In cold in Scotland, so like it was a good look. Uh, but yeah, I was swiftly kicked right back out. But I got some pictures from it. It was a heck of a night and a heck of a costume. And eventually, when like the the bootlegs were going, so Axel. Took took a thousand years to get chinese democracy together my friends and i were always trying to get the, the little songs he performed at rock and Rio and stuff um so like oh this is the latest song and send them to each other in msn back in the day so i've always been a big gnr fan
1: oh that's that's brilliant and so i mean i don't want to say axel was the influence for your kilt to use on WWE because I mean it's your heritage. But did you think about that when you first put on the kilt? You're like, were you taken back to you know when you were dressing as as Axel when you were in Halloween? We got to find those pictures by the way. You got to put them online.
0: Oh yeah, I've got them. It's just <laughs> I'll release them. It's uh, a matter of time for. Uh, I can't believe they're not they come out already. Like, I've got so many pictures from that particular night, but it's not like the last, the first time I've dressed as Axel. The funny thing was, like, my buddy dressed as not Slash that night. He dressed as uh, Buckethead. Uh-huh. And so we'll get a great, we'll get a great picture together. Oh, that's From brilliant. that night. Uh, but yeah, but when it comes to the, like the kill, like maybe not so much recently. When I started wearing it when I was younger, and I was wearing the kill, I definitely looked up pictures of Axel to try and get some inspiration for colors and what kind of outfits I could possibly wear because he's obviously such a character when it comes to his outfits.
1: Oh, brilliant! And one last GNR thing because it's just you know, the obvious thing that I do. Uh, what's your favorite G&R song of all time?
0: Varies. Uh, it really depends. Yeah, that's on right. I answer. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I, I change all the time. Uh, like what am I into right now. Like, I am, maybe I'm the, the one person who really loved Chinese Democracy. I think it's such a great album. Me like too. Like I know it didn't get like, like again, like it got a great response, but obviously not to the level of an Appetite was um, like music changing, and then the Usual Illusion One and Two, obviously such huge responses. Like I see Chinese Democracy just as big as like Usual Illusion One and Two to me. Wow.
1: Oh, uh, well you're you're going to make even more fans uh, by that statement b- b- believe me. And it would be nice in the transition to the wrestling thing. You know, like just like Motörhead did for Triple H if if Guns N' Roses did a uh, a Drew McIntyre theme song. Oh,
0: that'd be so great. You like did. i only saw them live one time and it was excellent friends. Like I need to see them all together. with excellent slash. It was a Download Music Festival in 2006, the year before I came to WWE. I was 20 years old, I believe at the time and a wrestler called Robbie Brookside who works with NXT, a bit of a British legend uh, dropped me off after we did a wrestling tour um, to a gas station off the side of the road my buddy and I went straight to um, Download Festival G and I were main in that night we pushed our way to the front just to get a front row uh, view of it. It was awesome to be there, even though Axel almost slipped on his butt and then stormed off the stage. He did return this time. <laughs> he just put down some rubber for him, so he didn't slip again and finished the set. So I'd love to see them with uh, Axel and Slash one day.
1: Oh, brilliant. Drew, I mean, you are now... I, I, I'm i not blowing smoke. I, I mentioned be- the beginning that Bret Hart, he's been like my favorite wrestler for so long, and even though I still watch the product, it's been very hard for me to identify with a wrestler. I feel so... And I think that's why you put this book out. You know, we already spoke about cats. We already spoke about, you know, Guns N' Roses. And I spoke, I speak about, it's kind of like my, my secondary theme of my podcast is mental health. And I just didn't know at first. I'm like, oh, great. You know, Drew McIntyre's story. You know, this, I, I, again, I'm a wrestling fan. But was it hard for you to open up? Because it's, it's, I've started to use that, I guess, this platform. And sometimes it's hard. You know, I guess, is it cathartic to sit down and write down all your feelings? Are you like, is it all out there? Do you kind of regret anything? How do you feel uh, putting you know your, yourself out there in this book?
0: You know, I don't regret anything. Um, I've grown up in front of the public, essentially, um, since I was 21 years old. And um, when I was younger, I, as I talk about in the book, uh, Chosen Destiny, I kind of kept all my feelings bottled up, even the worst things that happened. Um, you know, my career started off so positively huge opportunities but went on a tailspin and uh, this, uh, directly related to my personal uh, problems that were going on and I didn't deal with them I didn't talk about them out loud and my way of dealing with them was just going on more nights out surrounding myself with perhaps negative people at times sometimes my friends but always burning the candle at both ends and um, yeah I mean, things came to a head eventually and I was fired from WWE my dream job and as well as I was doing outside of WWE, my behavior was just out of control. I was not dealing with anything. Years had passed by this point. And I was ready for a huge crash and burn. And like I'm grateful for breaking my neck. I may be the only person in the world that ever says they're thankful for breaking their neck. But it allowed me some time to be stationary for once and to be with my girlfriend at the time, uh, my wife today and for her to have the serious conversation of you're, you're about to crash and burn. You can't keep on this path you've been on. Um, I'm going to leave your butt for one, but I don't want to have stuck with you all this time. I believe in you. I believe you can get through it. And also part of it, uh, aside cutting out the negative aspects of my life, was she wanted me to start opening up a little bit more and talking about my feelings more because it's not something I was ever willing to do. And when I started doing it, Um, I started feeling better, you know, getting some of the weight off my chest, speaking to her. And it was, I feel silly now today, the way I am and how open I am with her that it was so hard for me to open up to her, but I just didn't open up to anybody. And hopefully through the book, people can see the transformation I go through aside cutting out the party and the drinking and all the obvious stuff. When I start opening up, um, and, letting my emotions out it's a huge weight off your shoulder so everyone out there if you're going through a tough time as you'll see in the book just don't be afraid to talk to someone don't be afraid to open up if you don't necessarily have someone to talk to i've seen some cool stuff over the past year like <laughs> used to despise social media with a passion Hmm. still don't love it, toxic environment but I saw such positive things over the past year such as people reaching out on social media and saying they're struggling, they're having a tough time mentally and other people coming to their help and lifting them up and um, helping them through those tough times and it's not just important to me because of what I've been through personally Is a detail in the book and I think I mentioned my buddy in there um, a wrestler called Lionheart, Adrian McCallum, he was one of my closest friends and he took his own life, Hmm. you would never have known anything was going on, such an upbeat person such a confident person career wise he was doing phenomenal but he was struggling a lot mentally and we didn't know the level of it how significant it was and he ended up taking his own life so now I'm more adamant than ever to tell people out there like if you're going through something please don't keep it to yourself I know how it feels and I've seen the results of it just speak up someone's going to listen
1: Thank you for doing that with your your platform because on, on my little platform, you know, I, I have a nerve condition, so I I have a natural handicap. But there was a, a few uh, winters ago, I broke my ankle, and it forced me to finally go to AA. So I mean, I haven't had a drink in in five years now, and that was during the yeah, time. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, and that was during the time where I. I also knew somebody who took his life, and that was, unfortunately, my dad. So I was also going through a hard time, and I was fired from my job, my radio job. So I really identify with your story. You know, I'm bearded, but I'm 5'6". So, I mean, my chest is almost as hairy as yours, so there's some things (laughs) I can identify with. But but still, I I just can't thank you enough for putting this story uh, out there. Is there... Is there one, maybe a, a fan who has maybe read a story or maybe you want to highlight that has reached out to you that maybe that you changed something? Because I know I knew that's what WWE is great with fans. So is there maybe like a one fan you want to acknowledge that uh, you've helped or uh, a fan experience you've had that's important to talk about?
0: Yeah, I mean, I wish I could name just one, but like I've been so fortunate, um, especially in the past year and the role um, that I've been in WWE and just getting more responsibility to... You know, use the platform for good. Um, that I have been more open uh, in general, and I have been able to do a lot of um you know virtual chats with people, and it's interesting. Like I've seen, and I'm so grateful that whenever I do these uh, virtual fan meeting greets, generally they're told to come with a question. And a lot of them come just to say thank you. And they tell me their personal story about mm-hmm. a difficult time they were going through, perhaps losing a family member or just a difficult time, like mentally they were going through and somehow something I'd been through or something I'd said helped them through it. And it's, Insane to me that there's been multiple times more than multiple times dozens of times over the past year but that's the stuff is important to me when I was a kid I always dreamed of being WWE champion inside the ring I never thought of anything beyond the ring but these days you know I love being champion I love representing WWE but that's the most important stuff to me is the outside the ring stuff and the opportunities I'm afforded to make a difference in people's lives be it working with the children's hospitals the, the troops and uh, helping the fans out there get through a difficult time and when I hear their personal stories it means the world to me and I encourage them when they read the book there's something in there in particular that helped them just tweet it to me I see everything I see the stories every day you know I was on the Cameo uh, app with WWE for a while and that was the coolest request I got I'll be back on there soon and was people asking me to to speak to a family member who was having a difficult time Mm -hmm. detailing what they were going through and I spent hours just talking to myself but also talking to them and getting the feedback how it really helped them that's the biggest thing for me right now
1: amazing So, so now you know when you get tagged by uh, the AFD show, yeah, I am a little crazy, but that—that's me, that's me. So thank you for using your platform. Yeah,
0: no, no, it's yourself like, <laughs> <on there. laughs> so I was like, it's like no way. That's got, like Guns and Roses fan site as well, and there's a cat on there. That's too good to be true. Uh, it's a couple of my favorite things in the world. This was too so cool. in wrestling. On top of that, those are my bad obsession.
1: Uh, I got you, son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Drew, you're you're too great. Thank you so much, and thank you for the Twitter follow. I appreciate that very much.
0: Oh no problem. No, no it was actually you. <laughs> and I'm going to start listening to the show. Like, uh, you can tell by the few things I said, like, I was obsessed and I'm still obsessed to this day. I can tell. Uh, with Guns N' Roses. I can't tell. I hope like, I get
1: to do this again. More GNR, more wrestling. And honestly, with the mental health stuff, that means a lot. So thank you for using your platform for that.
0: No, it's 100% how I feel. And I appreciate, you know, you appreciate me, but anything we can do to help, if there's anything you've got going on that I can help with, just let me know. Thank you, Drew. Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate the time.
1: And now we don't get to hang up because we're going uh, to another station. We're going to go talk to, to Cameron in uh, Oklahoma, so let me just let him in. All right, so as Drew is chatting with the next station, let me wrap up this episode, wrap up my interview portion with Mr. McIntyre. That was really cool. I really hope I get to speak with him again. I mean, you could tell he is a diehard Guns N' Roses fan. I was not expecting him to pull Chinese democracy out. I mean, usually, yeah, I like Guns N' Roses, I like Appetite. No, he's the real deal. He is absolutely the real deal, and obviously, the uh, the kinship with the cats is very important to me. And I think I now have my favorite wrestler. I was looking for one, honestly, for a while. I mean, growing up, it was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and during the the Attitude Era, you know, I certainly loved uh, Stone Cold and and Degeneration X and that whole thing, but. In recent years, I mean, I like Braun Strowman, but now I got to root for Drew McIntyre to be the champion, to beat Braun and to beat uh, Bobby Lashley. For those of you who are still uh, following wrestling, <laughs> it's fun. There's definitely a huge crossover. So I want to get more wrestlers on the show. Uh, I believe this is the second one, right? We had CM Punk, now Drew McIntyre. Uh, I certainly want to I, I want to get on uh, Kevin Owens, who's a big Guns N' Roses fan, uh, Sammy Uh, Sammy Zane is a big GNR fan as well. I did get Domino. He used to be uh, in the tag team, Deuce and Domino. He retweeted me when I tagged him because he's part of the the CM Punk story when they went to go see a GNR GNR with Bumblefoot, so he retweeted me. I would love to get Domino on the show, but the the big one I I still think is Charlotte Flair. Charlotte is a big-time Guns N' Roses fan, has patience uh, tattooed on her, so that's certainly another bucket list, another bucket list interview of mine, and the fact that I get to do this all through the theme of Guns N' Roses and mental health. So thank you to those of you who have reached out to me throughout these episodes. Whether it's like you know in this one, I'm sure I'll get messages uh, with, for Drew McIntyre talking about it. But whether it's Alan Niven or Doug Goldstein, or we're talking about Scott Weiland, you know th- these things are important. We have to talk about them. Otherwise, it's going to be uh, it's going to continue to be the silent killer. You know to use that that very rough but accurate phrase. So I'm, I'm always going to talk about it on this podcast when it, you know, it, it's appropriate. It comes up. So the fact that I got to talk, uh, we got to talk about guns and roses and mental health, but with a, you know, hopefully soon to be three time WWE champion, I think is something pretty special. You won't hear anywhere else and on any other podcast. So what is to come on the, uh, the appetite for distortion program? Well, uh, you have a, only one way to find out follow on social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show. On Twitter, at The AFD Show, Instagram, Appetite for Distortion. That's how the conversation continues in between these broadcasts. That's how you can submit questions to upcoming guests. That's how potentially you can co-host with me to talk to your favorite heroes about Guns N' Roses. All right, so until then, when will you see the next episode? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. Yeah!